Hello, everybody, and welcome back to today's episode of Jace Bellerin Must Die. I, If I were a better producer, I would know what episode number this is, but I don't. So we'll just, it's, you'll just have to deal with it. Uh, I think it's 34. I think you're right. Yeah. So, Torgor. Yes. Dear Torgor. Uh, so after the after the meeting where everyone gathers together and discusses the, the great and terrible conspiracy that you are facing, uh, there is a moment where we all kind of split, right? Rhodes got to go yep. and, and live her false life and Tack is unconscious. Uh, and, you know, Winnegar leaves. Where does Torgor go? Right. Because your, uh, your new job is like, go back and make nice with the Rakdos. Get back in, get back in bed with them and tell us what Rakdos particularly is up to. Like get as close, get to Rick's muddy, get as close yeah. to Rakdos as you can and, and keep an eye on things over there. And I, I think you nailed it right on the head is uh, Torgor can't really go back to his own circus as a way in. So I think for him, his best matter of fact is like, I'm just going to Rick's Mati. I'm going to travel through the undercity. I'm going to go back to the actual like basis of the Rakdos and try to re ingratiate myself. Um, oh shit. Like, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's bold. That's like, you know what? I'm just going straight to HQ and we're going to, we're just going to see what we can do there. Uh-huh. Cool. A little bit of rolling on the die that it's like, it's such a bold move that like the idea of kerfuffle or someone doing something in Rick's body would be, would like start such a chain reaction. Yeah, um, that like in Torgor's mind, like, oh, I'm safe. I'm I'm relatively secure. Yeah, well, and that's and that's the thing, right? Is you're going over Kerfuffle's head. Like, if you go, you could theoretically go back to the, uh, you know, go back to the circus, go back to Kerfuffle's yeah. circus, and be like, hey, I'm sorry. Let's be friends again. Like, you can be the boss. I didn't mean to outshine you or whatever. But this way, you're just like, nah, forget them. We're going yeah. straight. We're going straight to Rakdos's lair. I'm going to become um, Rakdos's number two, and then I'm going to kill Kerfuffle and get Mogus back because I have not forgotten about my ch- my sweet, sweet pet that is no longer in my, in, in my care. Good, yeah. Yeah. I believe also, <laughs> I think you left your mall behind. I did. I had to, it, it was dangling from the sky. It was yeah. dangling. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, cool. So Rick's, Rick's Madi, Um, I will read, I will read the description of it. This is a thing that, Torgor would definitely know, but just to sort of set the stage, and I also, I grabbed the card for Rick's Madi Dungeon Palace, uh, and I, I threw it on the board there, and so I will, uh, I'll let you know, this is, this is what Rick's Madi is about, so the most, Rick's Madi is part of the Undercity, so you have to go through the Golgari Underground to get there, um, the most direct route to Rick's Madi is down an immense stone staircase that leads down an ancient tunnel carved deep into the earth by a worm and enforced by thick stone pillars, Rakdos members call this passage the dim- the demon's vestibule. Rixmati stands at the far end of a courtyard, the festival grounds, its ornate stone edifice flanked by jagged basalt pillars flowing with lava streams. The facade is only is the only part of the guild hall that resembles an actual building. Inside, it's a large natural cavern with ledges and rooms scattered along its walls, home to the defilers' minions, blood witches, and servants. Uh, Rakdos's lava pit is the chamber's central feature and is the size of a large lake with crisscrossing stone pathways and docks for people to gather and entertain. The high ceiling is adorned with steel cables, cages, and hooks to hang people from, uh, which are cut in a way to ensure they bleed out slowly. Their blood is captured in basins that are scattered around the cavern floor. After death, their bodies are hurled into the lava pit or left for the scavenging hellhounds. In Rick's Madi is the Jester's Crypt, a dark tunnel where Rakdos takes cultists who displease him. 
few ever return from the crypt. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's also where you have to go to perform the ritual to become a blood witch. So this is like what on top oh, yeah. of on top on the surface, right? This is the the further you the closer you get to Rixmati, the closer you get to the true nature of Rakdos, which is that it is a cult that worships an enormous blood drinking murder demon. Up on the surface, Rakdos is mostly the clown show, right? It's mostly let's juggle chainsaws, let's, you know, fight giant monsters, let's do the circus thing, let's cause chaos. But you get further away from that and more into this, like, ominous demon cult thing as you go further down. Have you ever been to Rixmati before, Orgar? Yes. Yeah. And I think um, truly because as much as they are chaotic, um, the Rakdos still holds, like, massive convenings at certain points of like sure. all the members throughout um you know uh truly think of it as the gathering in <laughs> yes. a lot of ways <laughs> yeah <laughs> it right. happens yeah uh and so um torgor has been to rexmati with his like circus before but never individually right uh, so you and- you went as like a team thing where you're like we're gonna oh, go yeah. and represent our yeah, and and I yeah. I do imagine that every yeah every once in a while like Rakdos himself uh will like you know proceed over a, a great like internal gathering of uh, of of cults uh and yeah and part of it is like showing off right it's like we're gonna get together and we're gonna like do a show to amuse our demonic overlord otherwise we're gonna get thrown in the lava mm-hmm. um so how how does it feel different for Torgor to be down here alone now. Right. Without without your uh, without your clown friends, it is much more truly scary. Yeah, I think when you're with your group, there's a little bit of revelry that's happening. A little bit of the chaos is like kind of okay because if something happens to me, it's fine. I'm also going to be hurting someone out. Like there's this level of like equality that exists around it. Um, yeah, and I think entering into this for Torgor, going by himself, and Going as a Demir agent is, is something he's grappling with. Mm, mm-hmm. And there's fear about being caught, fear about representing, but deep underneath all of it, there's an excitement to go home because yeah. uh, like, Torgor hasn't been back in a place where he has really felt like he has belonged in a while. Um, and I think there is ultimately that's what's like driving him is the idea of just being back in some place with his people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Well, you know, worst worst case scenario, if you end up, you know, having to fight Rakdos, if he finds out you're yeah. Demir, he's only challenge rating twenty four. He's only got three hundred hit points. He'll be fine. I'll be totally fine. Well, here here's the. <laughs> I'm a meta game this a little bit. I'll find Rakdos. Yeah. I'll let him kill me, and then I'll come back as an undead blood witch, and then I get to multi class. <laughs> it'll be perfect. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, I think I don't, there's no for you as a member of as a member of the of the Recto Circus and stuff. It's not like Rixmati is not like a place you have to um, like earn your way into or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. if you come here and you don't belong here, you're gonna get killed. But I imagine the interior of it. When I think about it, I think of like like Hieronymus Bosch paintings of hell, right? Like there's just if you focus too long on any one thing around you, it will horrify and break down your break down your mind. But if you just kind of like focus on what you're doing here, there's like screaming and, and, and terrible things going on all around you. As we said, people hanging from hooks from the ceiling of this massive lava cavern. Mm -hmm. Um, But in a way too, it's, 
it's it's a sacred place in so much as like this is where the the guild Perun and and demonic overlord lives right he dwells within this place it's it's sanctified if not holy mm-hmm. um so what what are you looking for down here as you as you enter right you get people kind of casting glances your way uh you see a few other uh you know a few other minotaurs and it, it feels like you've wandered into the like the back room of a club and you're like oh this is where all the real shit happens okay mm-hmm. Um, but nobody's throwing you out. You're getting, you know, people will look, you get a couple, like a, a nod from a, a minotaur who's like holding a severed arm. And there's like a guy tied to a, a cross screaming and his arms like off. And the minotaur just looks at you and gives you a nod, like, like welcome home and goes mm. back to torturing this dude. Um, but yeah, you, you're not, you're not out of place here. Um, like yeah. you said, it's like, it like feels a bit like home. So where do you, where do you go? What are you looking for here in, in Rick's Monty? I think there's, um, a part of, like Torgar that goes directly to what, what was it called? I was it wasn't the not the Jester crypt, um, but like nearby the central sort of like calm where yeah. So there's there's three right there's three areas. There's the demon's vestibule, which we kind of yes. start the scene as you're passing through. This is coming down the big lava glowing tunnel. Uh, you know, with the big pillars and there's like bones all hanging from the pillars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you enter the courtyard. This is the festival grounds. And this mm-hmm. is where like where these events would be held. It's the huge sort of main chamber. And then there's all of these other kind of chambers and tunnels all around it. Yeah. Then I would say uh, the festival grounds is where Torgor sort of enters. And like at this place looking for the people who stay because I think there's a lot of folks uh, because of the way that like the Rakdos are kind of nomadic and they travel from place to place, but this is like their central hub. There are some vendors. There are some uh, like stall owners. There are some people who like true masters of their craft of what they do who are just fixtures yeah. anymore. Um, they, they don't have to perform as much for Rakdos because uh, Rakdos knows that they're better off teaching than they are performing. That's not to say that they won't have to like defend their place. Yeah. But yeah. So um, I would love to go in this and like try to find one of the like the jet, like whoever the jester like um, trainer is or like the head jester within Rick's Maddie. Right. You're looking for, for somebody of somebody of significance around here. Right. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, so like you like you pointed out, Rick's Mighty is home to kind of the inner circle of of Rakdos's mm-hmm. worshippers, and I think probably the person you would go you'd go looking for uh, is one of the. I think she's technically a blood witch. Uh, her name is Judith, mm-hmm. uh, and she is a um, she's known as the Scourge Diva, uh, and she's what? She's a, yeah, she's. She's a big deal, uh, especially right now. She's kind of a rising rising star. Her circus is like, you know about her predominantly because Kerfuffle was just like desperate for her attention and approval, right? Uh-huh. Like he would not shut up about her. Uh, and he was just like, oh, yes, Judith. Like she's going to, I hear she's going to come to her. Every time you had a performance, he was like, this is going to be the one. Like this, mm-hmm. this is going to get Judith's attention. She's going to come and check, check us out. Um, and so you you never saw her. It never happened for him, right? Like she mm-hmm. she never came to one of your shows or whatever. She's too important. She's too busy. She's a ringleader of her own in her own right. But if you come to Rick's Muddy, you might be able to might be able to, to swing a meeting here with her. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think that you know that Judith and her coven, her like blood witch coven, they have a um, they have a an area of Rick's Mati that belongs to them, uh, where they plan their shows and uh, where she might be if you um, if you want to go and try to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I think that's that? exactly yeah. I especially the notion of if I can get in good with Judith. That is gonna oh yes, she's gonna be so mad. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's an angle. Yeah, she's an angle yeah. in on um on on Rakdos, right? Like if you can mm-hmm. if you can get her approval, if you can get onto her troop, that would be a big win for for Torgar. Okay, sure. So uh yeah, so you go to um you go you go to find this place, and when you when you arrive, you're walking along one of these kind of catwalks up above the lava pool. Everything has sort of got that ominous glow. When you come up. Judith has her her like bouncers, right? Her bodyguards up front. And they're two huge muscly dudes. And they have uh like leather hoods pulled over their heads with no like eye or nose or mouth holes. And they have um like whip marks and uh like layers of scars over all of their exposed flesh, which is most of it. And they have like leather, like loincloths. There's two two big meathead gimps standing in front of the door, and uh there is um I think probably there's just blood stains like all over the floors and the walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you walk up and the two of them are standing kind of like blocking the uh, blocking the door. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do I see uh, Judith beyond them or there's no, a door the door is it's a stone door and it's it's okay. shut right now. Um, this one, Torgor, requests an audience with Judith, just like straight up, just like directing. Uh, to them yeah okay Mm -hmm. so uh they regard you unseeing right it's clear that they like they they tilt their heads towards you sort of simultaneously and uh there was a a pause and then they they go back to sort of the guard position and one of them nods slightly and the door starts to slide open swing open like he was towards like gets past him. Oh, okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. Next step. Yeah. And like, like constantly reassessing into this like presentation of bravado, uh, and walks into the room. Okay. So yeah, when you come in the, um, the place has a, uh, very distinct smell of like, strange pungent incense. Uh, and then under it, the smell of, like an abattoir, right? It's not just the smell of blood. It's not just that that copper tang of blood, but like organ meat. You know, you have this kind of like heavy, like weird abattoir butchery like smell in your nose. Um, and you're in a central room where uh, it's like a, a sort of circular chamber and there are doors kind of around the outside of the of the chamber. Um, and when you come in, there uh, there is a... Um, there's a woman standing and she's dressed just in a black, like a simple black, uh, like robe. Uh, and she has, uh, a white, um, like white face paint on, um, and, uh, kind of like, like opera, like makeup. So you could see it, it exaggerates her features from a distance. So she has like a dark, uh, you know, dark pits around her eyes and black lipstick and, um, like long black hair. And when you walk in, she, as if she was just sort of standing there meditating, she opens her eyes 
and looks over at you and she has like incongruously blue eyes. Like it's the only thing that kind of like sets off the, 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 the look, right. Is that you'd expect them to be like red or black or yeah. something, but she's these like kind of pretty blue eyes. And That's she, she opens her, and she, she looks at you and she, she smiles slightly. Uh, and, uh, and she says, well, if the guards let you in, that's a good sign. Do you have an appointment? She takes a few steps towards you. Immediately fall down to uh, one knee, lower my head, and oh, great scourge diva Judith, I, this one, Torgor, humbly requests your service. So the, the woman, uh, she laughs, but it's polite. It's not like yeah. a ha you moron laugh. She laughs politely and like covers her mouth, and she says, um, oh, you, you, <laughs> You poor confused thing. No, no, stand up, stand up. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not the scourge diva. I'm just her assistant. Sh- she's in a meeting right now, but well, if, if the boys outside let you in then mm-hmm. and you, you say you don't have an appointment. Oh, great assistant to the straight <laughs> scourge diva, Judith. Uh, no, I do not have an appointment, but request a meeting nonetheless. And yeah, she laughs again. She says, Oh, you're cute. I like you. Okay, so I, I have to tell you, and, and you've come this far, so you must know the risks already, but Judith is picky about who she talks to. If you don't impress her, the likelihood is that she'll probably have you killed, or, or if you're lucky, she'll do it herself. Uh, but um, if, if, you, uh, if you impress her, then she may deign to let you live. And you can have whatever conversation you came to have, but I have to tell you, I'm I'm not a betting woman, but I I don't like your odds. So if you want to stay, you know, bodily and spiritually intact, this is kind of your last opportunity to do so. Now you seem like a brave, handsome. I'm getting off track. I'm gonna let you make your decision. And yeah, like she's you know she's she's being thirsty in a way that a lot of like this is a normal yeah. thing among the Rakdos like. They're not shy about how they feel. So, yeah, she's definitely hitting on you. But mm-hmm. And this is how she's doing it. She's like, listen, if you want to go in there and maybe get your skin ripped off, that's cool. But your skin is real nice. And maybe you could not do that and we could go get a beer. How about that instead? <laughs> you know, my skin will still be there after I come out and I'll take you up on that offer. And she she raises an eyebrow and she's like, all right. <laughs> she, uh, she says, um... Well, uh, why don't you wait here, and I'll come get you as soon as the meeting's done. All right? Don't go into any of the other rooms. Just, just don't. It's just for. It's better for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I immediately do a perception check? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Uh, you just go ahead and make a roll, and then you can ask me what you're looking for. Right. 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 Um, let's see where it is. This minus one. <laughs> Five. It's beautiful. It's good. <laughs> uh, I think when this is the first time uh when she mentions the other rooms that like Torger is like just like actually like looking at them. Um yeah, and I think it, it's really like a surveillance as to what could be happening in there. Mm, right. Okay, yeah. So there's there's basically two two approaches for for recto soundproofing. You either soundproof so much that no one could ever imagine hearing what's going on, or you half-ass it on purpose so everyone walking by can hear all the screams. 
they're they're terrible terrible neighbors in an apartment building um so you yeah you you try to listen in but it's like you're in a soundproof room it's like you mm-hmm. can't hear you can't hear a damn thing uh and a few minutes pass yeah and the door opens again and you see the assistant and she's with another woman this woman you know just by looking at her you you definitely know that this is not Judith but make a religion check and because it's your guild you have advantage i want to see if you recognize this lady by sight i'll describe her and then i'll tell you if you recognize who she is for sure for sure Let's see a religion check get out of my way chat there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right you got a 12, 12. or you got 14 because you have advantage 14. oh yes okay you have it. so i'll describe this woman so it's the assistant and the the this she's a girl really she's like maybe like 14 mm-hmm. um so this girl she's wearing uh like essentially a leather like bodysuit with bandoliers and scabbards on it uh covers her from her neck down to her toes she has gloves on uh, she's got just at a glance, at least a dozen knives of various lengths and serratedness. She's just covered in weapons. She has uh, black hair that's pulled up in a bun and she's got a, like a metal spike stuck through it, which you're sure is another opportunity to kill somebody. It's got another mm-hmm. weapon stuck through it. She has white face paint and two little red circles. She has like a, it's like a doll's face. She has like two little red circles and like just her bottom lip in red. And uh, like purple eye makeup on this like weird white kind of face paint. Um, think definitely think more like creepy doll and less geisha. Um, mm-hmm. Just to help you get that idea. So as they're coming out, the girl is saying, so do you want me to do it in any specific order or just all of them at once? Or and the, the assistant says, um, the lady Judith is not picky. We know you're going to get the work done. And she nods and she says, the kid nods and she's like, fuck yeah, I am. That's what I live for. Thanks. <laughs> and she, she slaps the assistant on the butt and then jogs out of the room. Uh, and she, she stops halfway when she sees you and she looks at you and she, like looks way up at you. And she's like, I warmed her up for you and like hits you with her elbow and then and jogs past you. Now you recognize the girl's like, general outfit and effect she's definitely like a um member of like a spiker gang Mm -hmm. um but you don't know like what gang she belongs to that's really a different branch of the rakdos like you're you're the performing branch she's like part of the wandering murder hobos branch Mm -hmm. of the guild that that basically just like causes chaos and murders people and you know rides around on flaming motorcycles um (laughs) But yeah, and she's she's just this this kid, and she gives you a little nudge, like yeah, I I we had a good meeting. I warmed her up for you. Get in there, champ. Uh, and then yeah, jogs jogs past you. Mm-hmm. Um, the assistant gives you a an apologetic look, like I'm I'm sorry that you had to interact with that kid. She's <laughs> she's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but she says uh, she says the scourge diva will meet with you now. <sighs> Terrific. So, and, yeah. yeah. So you want to get get led in there? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the inside of uh, Judith's office is a um, it's like a combination of like eighties executive decor. So she has this like huge desk, uh, and uh, on it she would have um, she has one of those uh, one of those like where you lift the ball and it hits the other balls and it 
whatever those are called, the little like mm-hmm. executive desk toy, but it's made out of bones. <laughs> it's got mm-hmm. little like hand bones hanging from it. Um, on one wall, there is a, a beautiful painting of Rick's Madi in like m- the middle of a festival. So you see Rakdos like with lava dripping off of him and you see all the revelers and, and everything. And you realize as you look at it, you realize that based on the size and the way that it's not it's not in a frame, it's pinned to the wall on along this uneven edge. It's it's painted on an, an enormous skin like the thing. It would have to be a worm. Because the the skin is so big, uh, and so they've they've like flayed a worm and painted this sign on. And so she's got that on one wall. Uh, on the other, she has like a trophy case with a bunch of um, various like weapons and bones and like horns and stuff that she's sort of claimed from her enemies over time. And those are on one wall. And then yeah, we see we see Judith and. Judith is wearing right now. She's not wearing her like full performance gear, so she probably has like a black. Uh, leather like pencil skirt uh, and then a a blouse like a silk blouse and she has her her hair in a um like a headscarf basically she has her head like wrapped up so you can just see her face and the scarf is like wrapped around and it's made out of like black silk um she has pale makeup on and bright red lipstick but she's she's definitely playing it down because you've you've seen Judith like at work before and she yeah. has like a whole she wears like a big enormous like fancy scary dress covered in spikes and stuff but this is her office attire um and she when you come in she is writing something in a ledger she's got a a quill and and you you come in and she she looks up and she kind of like squints at you as if getting the the measure of you as you walk up towards her desk um she stands up and she gives you a little like a nod and uh and says um I don't have long. I'm very busy, but you're lucky. Somehow, you found a few minutes in my schedule that aren't full. My assistant says your name is Torgor. What operation are you from? What can I do for you, Torgor? Well, my wondrous Scourge Diva, um, it is not what you can do for me, but what I can do for you. And I want to do, uh, I would like to tell Torgor's story yeah. from, in like a performative manner of like sort of this idea of interweaving the notion of planeswalkers into it, of like what he's been going into. But the only person that Torgor discusses is Dobin Bam. Oh. There's a threat. So you're like, I yeah. have a story for you and you, you tell you. her. Okay, so the about the, like worlds beyond our existence, about the interlopers and how, on our plane, we know it as it is, and it's existed, and we've had issues with the other guilds, but we've been allowed to thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there's Dovin Ban, and let me tell you something about him. That's if there's anyone who's crazy enough to believe that Dovin is a planeswalker, it's gonna be the Rakdos. Like the idea that this like potentiality could exist it's like it's a great it's such a great story too because it's like it's like hey you know the the chief cop everybody hates he's also a malignant space alien so like 
let's let's go get them <laughs> right like it's yeah so you you want to tell this story let's let's see let's have you make a yes. make a performance check so you do some some spoken word this is how yes. your this is your pitch meeting right judith mm-hmm. lights she sees you're gonna be a minute she lights a cigarette she's got one of those mm-hmm. like long black like cigarette holders she lights a cigarette she leans back and she just listens to you she's mm-hmm. got kind of a almost like a cruella de vil kind of vibe like yeah. that's that's kind of what i'm thinking like she's in her early like in her early 60s she obviously mm-hmm. takes real good care of herself uh, you know, she's like mom of the sort of slightly higher class, like, and she's also a blood witch. Uh, and so she kind of like leans back and, uh, yeah, takes a drag on the cigarette and she, she wants to, she listens to your story. And, uh, yeah, if you don't have it already, uh, feel free to, to take inspiration if you want to use it on this. this Ooh, moment. no need already rolled. There feel you go. 22. It. Right. Excellent. So <sighs> turns out Torgor's pretty good at this whole like storytelling spoken word thing. And there's a lot of performance in it of this notion and like talking about the journey of like tracking down who this person is and all the problems that it's come is like the Orzov's now after me. Like, like it is a thing that like, and in doing so, I stand before you circusless for even my own family turned on me in order to serve this inferior greater master. We have traitors within our own guild that would rather see order placed upon us than allow us to live in our revelry. And then like it culminates in just this ask of like, I've learned things and I know that the guilds are gathering and I know there will be representation needed from the Rakdos. I do not ask to go in your stead, but I ask to go as your guard. She, uh, yeah, so she, she listens to the story and does that thing where while you're she's she's an intentionally bad audience where like while you're telling the story she has no reaction like you'll 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 talk about it at like a part where you're like oh this is an impressive part she's gonna right. but and nothing. then i swung and i attacked a griffin in the air yeah. did not miss and she uh, just she just kind of like listens and yeah. when you're finished she she stubs out her her cigarette and the ashtray you're pretty sure is made out of a human skull uh-huh. and uh and she says she's like very interesting story, Torgor. And I'm surprised you know as much as you do. You told me things in that story that that's privileged information. You mentioned that we have infiltrators in the cult. And she stands up while she's saying this. You can hear her impossibly high heels clicking on the stone floor as she walks around the desk. Mm-hmm. And she sits on the desk, right, leans against it, folds one one knee over the other, and eyeballs you. She's all up clo- like close now. She eyeballs you, and, and she, uh, she says, um, do, you, do you have a name for any of these traitors we should be on the lookout for? Within the Rakdos, there are none that I can say with certainty, but I can give you an inkling on and so, my former circus master, Kerfuffle. So she, yeah, when you say it, she squints and she says, uh, she says, um, couldn't give me a name. You're, you're sure not even, not even Kerfuffle? I mean, I know the two of you haven't exactly gotten along lately. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he's spying on the cult maybe maybe he needs to be removed put someone else in charge 
this someone would have to be one who already has the respect and command of the circus, one who probably already knows all the folks involved there, one who is known to be a great performer. Is that is that what you want, <laughs> Torgor, to have your own circus, to be ringleader? Because it's clear you have the talent, and personally, that kerfuffle always rubbed me the wrong way. It would be no small thing for me, or no large thing for me to just have him removed and you put in his place, but don't you think you're a bit more ambitious than that? There is more that I want. Good. Mm-hmm. What is it? A line of communication to Rakdos himself. Ah, you do have big dreams. Well, you have to know what a rare honor that is. I do not come asking it lightly. Knowing first to approach the illustrious, the wonderful Scourge Diva was the only option. And uh, she smiles and she says, uh, so, you're smart and you're cute. I like it. And she uh, she says, uh, yeah, this is the thing. This is, a, this is a, a given of the universe is that everybody that Rode wants to think Rode is hot just thinks Torgor's hot instead. Yes. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh yeah, I did I forget to tell you, Rode, they gave I you I don't hate it. <laughs> Rode, they gave you in your in your dossier, they gave you a boyfriend. His name is Derek. Uh yeah. he works <laughs> Yeah, he works Yo, in the patent office. Though? Um <laughs> Yo, he hot though? Or um he's a six he's, out of ten. He's an Azor he's an Azoria Senate seven, but he's like a Ravnica five. Um mm. <laughs> He's also a fucking cop. So he's got a dog. He likes hiking. Um, he looks like oh. Gabe from The Office. Yeah. Oh, did you say yeah, that yeah. you like to travel in your Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> no, all, of his tin- all of his Tinder pictures are him oh. with his dog. Um, oh. There is one is of him it- holding a fish, though, which is yeah, I- shows he's, oh. a, he's outdoorsy. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. I'm excited that we can, we can traumatize Katie Mae um, even in a scene that the road isn't in. I'm so excited to meet this boy who wears socks and sandals. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. 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 Derek he loves, he loves live life. music. He's seen fish three times in concert. <laughs> Triska's boyfriend and my boyfriend are just best friends. It's, it's the worst. Are we going on a double date on Saturday? Applebee's? Oh yeah. He starts classic Saturday double date. Fantastic. Yep. Movie. <laughs> They're roommates. So, uh, meanwhile, in the dungeon palace of Rick's Mighty, where all the cool people where, hang out. Where Rode wishes she was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Judith, Judith says to you, you say that, she's like, yeah. she's like, you're smart, you're smart and you're cute. I like that. She, uh, she says, I can't promise you an audience with Rakdos the Great. He's very busy. And with all this business with Niv-Mazet, I don't anticipate that's going to change anytime soon. But... I think I could find a place for you in my circus. It's a bit different than what you're used to. All that clown business with kerfuffle, it's fine for everyone else, but our performances are special. They are our way of celebrating 
great Rakdos, an offering every time we take the stage. I have to know that you are devoted to our Dark Lord. Are you, Torgor? <laughs> have you accepted Rakdos into your heart? <laughs> yes, absolutely. In, in whatever ways, this mission, though, feels slimy because he is... Um, is doing a like kind of double crossing the Rakdos in Torgor's mind is more like a triple cross in the notion that like, <laughs> it's like, it's like now I'm just ingratiating yourself more and more in my home. Mm, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she, she smiles and, and gives you kind of gives you the up and down. She's like, Hmm. What are you like? Uh, extra large. I'll have them put together an outfit. In the meantime, and she she says uh, she she says like gesturing. I have other meetings. This. <sighs> what I need you to do is that story that you told me. Mm -hmm. Talk to my assistant. She'll get you the materials you need. We'll find you a, an office to work out of. I need you to write it all down. We're going to need a script to work off of if we're going to make this into something performable. It would be my honor. Good. Now, mm -hmm. get out of my office. Uh, open or closed? <laughs> she, she smiles like, hmm, all right, good. I made the right decision. This one's uh, <laughs> adequately obsequious. Uh, and she, uh, she says, um, oh, you can leave it open, sweetheart. Just like, continually like not losing eye contact of the floor in front of her as I like bow sure. and like, backpedal out. <laughs> Back Yo, it's yeah. always open for Torgor though. <laughs> the yeah, question I mean, is, does he go through the door? If he gets he it out. He also gets an outfit. <laughs> yeah, I mean. You got a house. Why are you still upset? Rode is never yeah. happy. Hey, live, laugh, love, Rode. Okay? <laughs> yeah, Rode. That's why you have the sign. Go back to yoga. What are you doing? I'm so yeah. mad. I mean, I think we can all imagine what the woman who is colloquially known as the Mominatrix will dress Torgor in. So... <laughs> So yeah, you hopes it's leather. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Lots of lots of straps. There'll be a harness involved. Oh my It'll gosh, be... it's gonna squeak when he walks. I'm mm. so excited. Also, I just remember that Torgo lo looks like a tan cowboy because that's what he said he looked that's like. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's gonna have fringe on it. It's gonna have some suede fringe. He's just gonna be oily for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your your day today now, Torgor, will be leading a, a group of. Like Rakdos, Jesus Christ, a Rakdos writer's room would, it's, <laughs> oh man. Who <laughs> <Through> chaos. <laughs> like, uh, the uh, standard writer's room is enough. This one, everyone in it is an insane demon-worshipping clown, which I guess isn't that different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so your your job over the next few days will be crafting a stage version of the the life, the life up to now of, of Torgor, and it'll be a story, uh, basically a story about how shitty the cops are and how Dovin Ban is the worst cop of all of them because he's not even from Ravnica. He's a weird interloper from another dimension. And it'll be about, basically, the, the plan of this is what Judith wants because the Rakdos don't just try to, they don't just entertain, right? They want right. to change, change hearts and minds. The plan here is to explicitly write a combination 
play slash ritual, right? Circus performance slash ritual that will instill in people a murderous intent aimed at members of the Azorius Senate. You want to make people want to go out and cause trouble for or murder Senate members. Uh, this is just, this is how the Rakdos work. They're like, we're going to target them, Dovin Band specifically. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be scenes of people like capturing and destroying ornithopters. Um, you know, the the main villain will be Dovin Band, which we'll do as like, I don't know, maybe like a giant puppet, right? Like he's a big scary puppet. Uh, and then we'll have to get a bunch of like fake Azorius and we'll dress them up. Maybe, maybe we'll capture, maybe we'll capture a real member of the Azorius and put them in the show. And have them get Billy, I like stage. where your head's at. That's good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, That's right. great stuff. Yeah. So yeah, you go into this whole this whole thing, and and over the next little while, when you're not uh, busy doing guild work, you're leading yeah. this this group, and then you'll be doing dress rehearsals and like casting and all this stuff. And basically, I think if you want to, this this is going to be this can be a. It's definitely both a written and produced by or written and directed by Torgor. Yeah. But if you want, it can be written, directed by, and starring Torgor, if you are willing to take on that that responsibility. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Only only because real life Masood doesn't have to deal with the stress and right. the idea of making. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, you can just make a directing role, and you don't have to yes. worry about it. Make a performance role. You're good. You don't have to go through the whole nightmare process of this Jeez, of this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, actually, this this makes sense to for everybody to do some downtime, right? So like, you have a little bit of time. I guess here's my question though. Before we do this. Because yeah. Tack, you had mentioned, and and maybe it'll just be another scene of Tack being the only one that gets to witness the the planeswalkers in action. But Tack, you mentioned something about wanting to sneak into the the guild meeting, right? Because that's that's the Yo, next big real, yeah. that's the next big world event. So ready, I think that's definitely here's here's what you. here's what you know, right? So Road, you know that uh, Vraska is is going to be in attendance as the the new leader of the Golgari, right? You, because you you have access to the guest list, right? Niv Mazet, as leader of the Izzet, will be there uh, to to hold the meeting. It's his meeting, right? Uh, yeah. Supreme Judge Isperia and Dovin Ban are both going to be there, yeah. right? Dovin as assistant to the supreme the supreme judge, um, so she's going to be there. Uh, I believe, and I can't, I couldn't find a specific guest list in in the like lore of Ravnica because this is like an event that actually happens. Um, so I don't I don't have anywhere like who attends from the Rakdos, but I'm gonna say Rakdos himself probably shows up. Now. He makes he makes appearances, right? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, Rakdos will be there. I think he goes alone because he's big and scary and not afraid of anybody. Um the dryads, the three dryads that make up the leadership of the Silesians, they go, I think representing the gruel. Is uh some guy named Domri. Uh you've never heard of him before, but also like who's in charge of the girl? Like they have a Cyclops who's in charge, but he's not coming. He's sending this Domri in his stead. Um, but yeah, it's a big, it's a big list of like important people and their various bodyguards and uh and assistants. Do you do you want to do you want to try to to like be present for that meeting, uh Road? Or yeah, I think that if yeah, Borborigmos I mean, no is the name of the gruel cyclops, but yeah, it he's sounded not. like you were making up another Torgor cousin. <laughs> like. No, Bor Bor is a syllable that is well known amongst mm-hmm. the 
the girls. I see. And yeah, Rhodes gonna try and go if if she thinks that Dovin's gonna do some clowning around. I think for sure she'll sneak her way onto like a volunteers for like seating people and handing out pamphlets sort of bullshit. Yeah. Just around. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, I think, yeah, I think the thing is like, um, you can't go as like a, a guest of the, of the Senate, but in, in true like parliamentary fashion, every member of the various guilds that are coming is assigned a, uh, an aide, right? They're assigned somebody who, uh, who is going to like get them water and like, you know, take notes for them and like basically just like take care of them, like keep track of their, their business. So um, so you're able to to get assigned as an aide, and I think I don't. Do you have a preference for who who you're who you're assisting? Like, is there a guild in particular? I I think um, I think it's like very prestigious to be like assigned your own guild. Uh. So I don't think. I don't think she, I think Road tried and failed because like <laughs> an intern was like, I've been working for three years on this. I'll kill you. Um, <laughs> just like, everyone has like custom clipboards in my head. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very, very cherished event. Um, and I think that they were probably like, oh, you did like five months at the Simic. Go do that. <laughs> oh, like, cool. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, oh, that's so, God, it's such like, like inner inner office like shitty assumption like all right so we need to assign somebody to be in charge of keeping an eye on the simic uh road your part tentacle why don't you do it <laughs> that's exactly the, those are the exact words that were said. <laughs> <laughs> tentacle i don't know nice yeah so i think that's what happened okay cool so at this point uh let's see yeah, the ob the ob uh, the obsidat the the like ghosts that run the um the orjov originally their name is on the list but it's been crossed off and uh, there's another name it just says Kaya on it uh, you don't recognize that name and I I guess we can just kind of cut to like I can describe the scene and and what everybody is seeing yeah um Tack you tell me about your plan to to sneak in and and uh and get into this meeting do you have an angle what do you want to how do you want to get in on that first tk must (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i have to sneeze and i don't want it ending up on a fetish site so i'm gonna mute it (laughs) you have expressed this fear several times to us today yeah it is scary to know that it comes from a real place (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a real fear it's a real it's a real fear that we live with every day Um, I'm serious. I don't want anybody making money off my seizures except me. My ears are really stopped up and I'm sorry. Um, what was the question? Um, how do you get into the, the guild oh, how, summit? How, how, do I, how do you make yourself uh, present? Is the summit indoors or outdoors? I don't, I, I need to know because the yeah. only thing that I have to compare like a guild summit or something like that, because I don't leave my house is like when I was a kid, I was super, <laughs> super religious and they had like a multi-church mega church conference. Yeah. Sure. Is it like that? Is it inside a bigger church? <laughs> uh, let me see if there's any official art of the guild summit. I think there's a card called guild summit that might have the oh, art. Oh, that's beautiful. For. Thank you. And if Tack was yeah. like, leave this door open for me at this time, Road would do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I... You know what? Yeah, I think that Tack would bolstered by like um 
Atrax is sort of like tough love. Uh, I think Tap would start trying to take a more active approach to the conspiracy stuff. And so they would eventually, if they saw Road again, be like, hey, uh, what's going on in the kitchen? But then I think Road would also get like a flashback of the entire building being on fire. So that probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we yeah, I think we had like a long lunch where I was like, I'll let you in, but no fires. No. And then when you agreed, I was like, okay, but like, so, so what is, what is Tack pretending? Cause like, are you, is it literally like road is like, I'm going to go out for a smoke break and then just prop the back door open and you can slip in. Is it like, I'm going to take the, the admit one stamp and I'm going to, we're just going to rub our wrists together. You come in on my stamp or like, <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the angle? And, and are you going to be hiding in the shadows the whole time? Or is it a, like pretending to be someone else like pretending to be the, um, like a member of the catering team? Or like, I don't want chat to get mad at me or anything. The reason people pretend to be the help when they're doing heists is because it works. Yeah. Um, all the time. It works all the time. So Tack will take some kind of position as like a dishwasher or something like that. Um, or like since it's a summit, I assume it's gonna be mostly business. So there, there is likely there's likely to be, and you know this because of Rhodes intelligence, the uh there's an intermission, right? Where where like yeah. people can go, it's like an hour long intermission where the guild members can go and they can like talk about what they've been talking about with yeah. each other and they can have little sidebar meetings and stuff. So like tax job is not to be like a waiter or something like that, because what they'll do is they're not gonna like if I if I know anything about like serving and I do because I have worked at country clubs mm -hmm. um they're gonna choose attractive servers servers that are tall enough to be seen at like just below eye level um well, they're not gonna mm -hmm. change like so the, the size the too other much. the other weird thing about this is because it's a fantasy world um mm -hmm. we have we have like Vraska right who is a guild leader who is human yeah. size we're yeah. gonna have Dovin and we're gonna have uh mm -hmm. Ral there right they're human size but then also Niv Mazet, Isperia, and Rakdos, who are all like 20 feet tall. Like they're huge giants. Yeah. Like Isperia, yeah. Isperia is the size of a small building. So but as, <laughs> as big as they are, they're going to have their own like accessible crew and things like that. Because they're not just going to pick up a champagne flute off of a <laughs> mm -hmm. off of a tray they're just not it's unreasonable but for something that's being run especially by the is it or azorius they're gonna want it to be as fast and efficient as possible mm -hmm. so uh tax gonna be in the kitchen like pouring drinks or something not out serving yeah 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 that makes sense okay cool all right. So I'm just I'm making a guest list. So it also was Va Vraska on the guest list? Yeah, Vraska Vraska is on the on the like the list. It's just they knew she wouldn't come unless they arrested her and made her come to the meeting. So yeah, oh. it's it's one of those things. They're gonna bring they're gonna bring her out. Obviously, she's alone. Um, but they probably won't like handcuff her or put a bag over her head. Oh, that like, makes sense. Yeah. So, and also because the summit is like such a big thing, I think that, and because Roska absolutely expected to be there, I think Tak would also be in the kitchen to see if there are any other Golgari there too. Yeah. 
So yeah. like, that's one of their big things is like looking for other Golgari that are like, just hanging out, being like, Hey, <laughs> like try to see if there's like an old Kron thing. Like mostly tack is staying out of sight, out of mind so that they can see if there's like a Golgari thing about to go down or if it's going to be just Frasca. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, they want to see the heist. Let me see. Oh, I keep I keep forgetting like the guilds that we never interact with. I just forget they exist. Yeah. Like uh the Boros. I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're still a thing. So mm-hmm. the Boros, do they send Aurelia? I don't know who their guild leader is. I know Aurelia is a big deal, but let me let me double check here. Uh okay. Boros Legion. Uh okay. Founded by Razia, but they're not alive anymore. Um I think I think it's Aurelia. Oh, that's so loud. Please. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. Aurelia uh, arrives. God, and there's such showboats too. So okay, so here's the Boros. Everybody, everybody starts like arriving at the uh, at the summit. So and this this would be a big media event, right? So ironically, members of the of the House Demir are part of the like reportage, like the press, basically in uh, in this uh, in this world. So. There's all these reporters with cameras outside, like snapping pictures. It's these are political leaders, but they're also the celebrities of uh, of Ravnica. So people are making a big deal about how they're arriving. And so Niv Niv Mazet arrives first, uh, and he arrives uh, by way of the power of his own wings because he can fly. He's an enormous dragon. He's like <laughs> tens of thousands of years old. So he he flies in here and he he goes to the summit building and the the summit itself, the the great hall is. Um, it's like an enormous sort of parliament kind of like I'm imagining like an ancient Greek amphitheater kind of thing. Big white columns Ooh, yeah. all the way around, um, like a big dome ceiling. It would have to be big enough to fit Niv, Rakdos and Isperia all kind of all kind of at once. Um, and so, yeah, Niv Mazet arrives first to, to begin pre- preparations. Isperia is already here and the two of them, along with Dovin Ban and Ral Zarek, have like a conversation beforehand. Uh, Vraska is brought up probably like near the end brought up from the prison and uh to her to to her for her dignity uh she is unshackled before she's escorted in it's not like they bring her in in handcuffs that'd be a massive insult to the golgari um which she would not be stoked about uh aurelia and uh general i think his name is taj uh the two of them arrive and they arrive of course in their fucking giant airship they have a giant gold airship called the parhelion and it arrives in the sky, and then the two of them fly down from it. It's this big thing. There's trumpets, and everybody's very, very impressed by it. Um, nobody shows up from the Demir um, because they I weren't invited, or they were invited and they didn't show up, or knowing the Demir, like one of the waiters is the guild master of, of House Demir. Like, they just don't have any official presence. Uh, yeah, General Tajik, that's his name. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Selesnian, uh, the Dryad uh, Trinity, I forget what they're called, the Tristani, I think, uh, it's three Dryads that share a, con- like a consciousness, uh, they, uh, they arrive with a whole bunch of their, like, priests, uh, there's a big procession of white-clad, like, elves and Loxodon, uh, that, that bear them here, and they, they bring, literally, they bring a, a palanquin that is covered in soil with a tree on it, 
so they bring in this tree and they set it down in the in the guild hall and the dryads uh emerge from the tree uh as if like it's it's difficult for them to exist outside of nature. So they bring their own little their little park. Um and I think I think it's Vanifar that comes from the Simic. Uh Vanifar is I think she has I think she's the same kind of mutant that you are actually. Let's let's have a scene. Let's have a scene with her cuz I think that the two of you I think she would actually you'd you'd have a you'd have an interesting conversation with her. So let's let's find oh, I want to find her card. Uh, she is extremely cool. I think you're gonna like her a lot. Same, she's, but hotter. She is the prime. She's the prime speaker of uh of the Simic. She is a scientist, and uh, she is the target of her own her own experiments. Uh, her creature type in Magic is Elf Ooze Wizard. Um, so <laughs> yeah, she's semi-transparent. She's got lots of tentacles. Um, uh, yeah, I think the two of you will get along. Let me adopt me. <laughs> let me let me show you what what she looks like because I think it's I think it's pretty fun. Um, okay, so Vanna, yeah, Vanifar, uh, Vanifar arrives, and I think that she she shows up probably in like a carriage drawn by some kind of like simic mutant. Um. And uh, and you are the first person that that meets her uh, road. You have to you have to go out and, and like, you know, meet with her there. Uh, and so, yeah, you you see this this sort of like creature with a big shell on its back, sh- like sc- scuttle up to the front entrance. And then its shell opens. And inside there's a little like a little room with a bench and like a little carriage. And she steps out. Prime Speaker Vanifar steps out. And that is what that's what she looks like. She's blue. She has a slight glow to her. She's semi-transparent. She's wearing this long gown that looks like it's made out of like seaweed and uh, like phosphorescence. Uh, and she has several like tendrils that come out of the sort of back of her spine that are kind of like wiggling in the air. Um, and uh, yeah, she she steps out and she she looks around and you are the person standing there with your clipboard. Uh, what do you what do you say? Do you say anything to her when she gets out or do you let her introduce herself? Yeah. Oh gosh, no! Uh, oh no, <laughs> Road is nervous. Road, uh-huh. I think Road was. I think, I do think maybe Road was like had almost like an admiration for this person. I think you know there was maybe a reason why Road picked jellyfish. Uh-huh. I think. Oh no! So I think that Road is like, oh, this was an actual hero of mine, and okay. Um, so I think Road just takes a second, steps forward, does a little like head nod, like half curtsy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He was like. Esteemed Guildmaster, um, welcome. And she, uh, yeah, she gives you a, a nod, and uh, and she says, um, "So you are to be my assistant." Yes, yes. Uh, just please let me know if there's anything that you require, and I will get it right away. And she uh, she nods, and she gives you a, a long look, and says, "You're a hybrid." Uh, yes. That's unusual among the Azorius. Uh, yes, I did. I spent some time in the Simic. And she she takes a half step closer to you and like raises her hand a little bit and she says, "May I?" Of, of course. And she 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 puts a hand uh, on the side of your face and like looks at your looks like looks at your eyes, and uh, and then she um. I think she like takes takes one of your arms and just brushes her fingers over one of your like tenderly bits. Uh and she 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 looks at you and says, um uh 
Brilliant work. I can't believe the project would have let you go. <laughs> yep. Family, family called, so. I understand. And she, she looks, she kind of makes a look like curious, but doesn't say anything else. And then she, she gestures towards this, this big amphitheater and she says, um, please <laughs> like show me, show me where I have to go. <laughs> let's, let's do the uh, thing. Of course, right this way. I am blushing, but I'm a jellyfish so no one can see it. <laughs> <laughs> Slight Pikachu sparks around the cheeks is how you can tell. <laughs> Hmm. Just yeah. as as I now, if you want to safeguard this new this new crush, never let her meet Torgor. Never ever. <laughs> um, yeah, she'll be Winnegar's best friend. And now, six months into the relationship, she's like, "You still haven't let me meet any of your friends." You're like, "You don't need to meet them. Don't worry about it. They suck. They're fine. They suck." <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I want to do a good job. I was previously <laughs> like, "Oh, let's not do a good job and pay attention to what's going on." But now I'm like, good, do a good job. <laughs> Make yeah. her love me. Oh no. Yep. Oh no. All right. I've tried to do a good job. That's fine. I wonder. I think here's the thing. So Torgor, you can't get your writer's room to do any goddamn work today because everybody has either like been like, ah, I, can't, I can't come in. I broke both my arms and my legs. I got to right. in the circus last night. Right. Or they show up and they're super distracted because all anyone wants to do is uh, like find out what's going on about. They all want to like leave and go to this, this guild summit mm -hmm. um, where there's no inside. There's no, like it's like a courtroom. So there's no uh, reporting from like direct. There's no cameras. Uh, even Dovin Band's thopters have to like, symbolically like turn away from the from the summit because it's, it's private but there are reporters who are like talking about it and like guessing and like interviewing pundits on the front steps to be like if you had to tell us what this meeting with this meeting would be about what would you say and then the pundit is all like well i've studied the is it league for 20 years and so what i think niv mazette is trying to do it's it's very like mm -hmm. news cycle caught up around things they don't actually understand or can't talk about so there's a ton of like sort of bullshit coverage, but everybody's really excited about it. They all want to know what's going on. This is the closest they can get. So what do you, what do you do? Do you crack the literal and metaphorical whip and, and keep working? Or are you like, all right, everybody, let's just, let's just take a fucking sick day. And hmm. Well, let me see. And I want to confer how good my intimidation is before I make <laughs> the right choice. <laughs> I think, no, I think Torgor. Yes. I think he he tries to intimidate them into getting back into work, particularly because I don't know when this show needs to go up. In my mind, I think part of it was like, am I demonstrating this as a part of the summit? Is this like going up to showcase the other like guilds? <laughs> like, there's a level to which like, yo, Rakdos might literally see this, and so there's like a uh, and also <laughs> Judith is now looking after if, me. So yeah, yeah, if if what you create is enough to impress Judith. She, yeah. cause she has a direct line to Rakdos. The two of them, right. they talk, right? Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they actually communicate. But if she prays to Rakdos, unlike everybody else, Rakdos hears it and and listens. Um, mm -hmm. so if she is impressed by your work, she will definitely tell Rakdos. And if Rakdos is interested or intrigued, he'll be like, "Yes, I will come and watch this," which is both the best and worst thing that can happen to a member of the Rakdos cult because yeah. if Rakdos likes it. 
then you suddenly become a big deal, at least for a while. Right. Where he's like, nope, this one, my personal playwright. Right. Right. Me. He like, you know, he'll he'll use you for your talents. If Rakdos doesn't like it, everyone in the production dies, like just dies horribly because he can't have losers in his organization. And if you, he doesn't like your work. So, yeah, like it's it's a big opportunity, but it might also be an opportunity to, to be killed by your boss. Yeah. Uh, so. so I think Torgor uh, goes up to the rooms like, hey, listen up, you chuckle fucks. All right. I know a lot of stuff is happening out there, but come on. We've got a play to write and the show must go on. And let's see if that is enough. <laughs> yeah. You want to intimidate yes! them? How'd yeah. you do? What'd you get? 21. 21. All right. So you uh, you were able to uh, you were able to wrangle your uh, you're able to wrangle your your writers and despite their desperate interest in uh, in the the new things, uh, they uh, they stick around. They do their job. Nice work. <laughs> cool. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Roll Twenty, for being in my favor today. <laughs> right. And I've been looking at you, Katie, every time I've been rolling. Just be like, please don't like it. <laughs> just looking over, like that's not me. Here we that's go. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, okay, I have, uh, and I know this is a lot of NPCs at once, but this is the kind of like red carpet moment where we're seeing all these characters. So I, I want to show you, this is, this is the two people. And I, I think that you rode, you would notice them arriving because they arrive in like terrifying vampire carriage. Like it's, it's a big orange arrival, right? It's a, it's a, a big ornate Baroque gold, black, yes. uh, golden black carriage, the gold time carriage is being pulled by ghost horses. Uh, it's uh. got, it's got a, um, like a semi-corporeal uh, carriage driver with a big tall top hat. You can't see his face. He's all shadows. It's like whipping the ghost horses along. And when they arrive, now everybody knows up until recently, and it's it happened off screen, so it wasn't as like obvious to us because like Tack wasn't there. Um, but the uh, the Orzhov also underwent a uh, underwent a change, and um, they have uh, they have new leaders as well. Um, so the two people that arrive, there are two two women that get out of this this carriage. Um, it's not the three the three old ghosts that used to run the show. It's these two ladies instead. So let me let me grab their cards and I'll show you. Are you gonna make me sad that I didn't join the Orzov? I I might. Or yeah, they're they're oh, both no. very hot. Yes. Um, oh no. <laughs> See, how come you were able to say that they were hot, but when I ask, you're all, oh no, she is hot. <laughs> they both are. Yeah. So Kaya, Kaya, yeah. Uh, so let me, wow. we'll, we'll, we'll stop cheating uh, chat out of their ability to look at these two cool ladies. So, they don't need to see that. So there, there's two of them, Kaya and Teza. And, um, Teza is, uh, an advisor to, to Kaya who all anybody knows is that Kaya showed up at the Orzov one day, went into the Obdizat meeting room, killed all three of them and was like, I'm in charge now. And that was it. And everybody was yes. just like. Okay, yeah, sure. sure. So Ugh. what's interesting, though, is that Torgor, there will be a point at some time when you go home oh, God. and you get you have a letter and this probably terrifies you. But there is a there is a letter uh, uh, addressed to Torgor uh, from uh, from the uh, the Orzov, right, uh, from the Department of Debt Reclamation mm -hmm. Um and it basically says when you get it, it's, you know, it's terrifying because you're like, oh, shit, are they going to come and get my soul or whatever? But as you read it, uh, it says um, it is uh, it is our uh, it is our pleasure. Uh, and by order of Kaya, uh, guildmaster of uh, of the Orzov, 
that we relieve you of your debt to the Orzov Syndicate. That all all past debts uh, that you once uh, were uh, that you once owed to the Orzov, done, gone, completely forgiven. Uh, you yeah, go go forth. You are now your own man. You are, you're you're freed of your debts. So there was a moment where Torgor like, would get that letter yes. uh, at home. Winnegar's not here, but that's the night that we all go party. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think it's like interesting. He goes out, he looks at the letter, and it's like this weight goes off him. He's like, I'm going to go outside. And then he goes to like smoke a cigarette, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And like, like, (laughs) that's the moment where his cigarette addition just like ends when he's no no longer has a terminal life limit. Yeah. Right. You now now have your whole life ahead of you, and this this debt is just like lifted and and gone. Yeah. Um, Love it. Yeah, so is now is there a lipstick mark at the bottom? <laughs> no, but it does have Kaya's like personal seal and um and then is ratified by uh Teza Karlov uh Orzov uh advisor and it has like all this important information on it. Yeah. They're hey, so beautiful. I'm gonna do a little bit of note searching, but I just want to double check what is the Rhodes actual name? Because we have we Oh have yeah, a- yeah, yeah. Um Boshka? I think yeah, I think yeah. Let me, Borshka. Let me Borshka. Okay. My... Just making sure that none of the names. Over here, I like, mean, I remembered. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, ministrant. Her name is Ministrant Vashka, but ministrant we, Vashka. you don't know if that's like her her real real name or like her the identity she was using or whatever. But yeah, that was the name that you you learned uh, that was hers. So yeah, uh, Road. You see these two uh, beautiful goth lesbians arrive in their carriage and walk uh, arm in arm. Uh, into the uh, into the summit, uh, which uh, which then uh, eventually which begins, and so there's Rode, so many hot women here. I, Holy shit! Ravnica <laughs> Ravnica has lots of awesome uh, ladies and ladies of color and ladies of color in positions of like significant power, right? Kaya is a great example of that where she's just like, oh look at these old dead ghost guys, fuck them, kills them all. I'm in charge now. We're gonna change things. She's great. I like her. Uh, Kaya said lesbian rights. <laughs> Damn right. Hell yeah. So I'm, I'm in love with her and Tasia as a yeah. power couple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just imagine them hanging out with uh, Ral and Tomic, but then afterwards just making fun of them mercilessly when they're not there anymore. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> so How do you, I die for you? So you go, you go into this, this meeting, right? And... It begins, as all of these sorts of things do, it begins with a long reading of, like, the honored guests. So this is how you get names and, like, positions for all of these people, right? And they go through all of all of the people, like, listing off, like, you know, honored prime speaker Vanifar of the Simic League, creator of, yeah. And so they, everybody gets, like, a 10-minute spiel, uh, all of the leaders do. Uh, they save Esperia, uh, Supreme Judge, uh, as as last, right? Um, because it's her house. Um, and yeah, we get this this very clear scene of like all of these like massively powerful entities uh, who have been drawn here by by Niv Mazet. And at the end of all the introductions of that that hour or so of of talk, uh, Esperia she turns to Niv Mazet and she says, um, "Honored guests." Guild masters and her voice is just like booming and resonant and like if she said lie down most of the people in the room would just lie down without thinking about it like she her word is literally law uh so she is probably having to control her like mind control powers and she says uh honored guests uh welcome to new prov uh this is my home but this is not my meeting 
and she turns and she says, Haroon. And Niv Mazet sort of takes the stage. And again, this guy is a 17,000 year old dragon. He's used to having people listen to him. And I don't have like a word for word like speech, but basically here's here's what Niv Mazet tells everyone present, which includes Tack and uh, and Rode. So he says, um, first of all, there is a grave threat to Ravnica. Uh, my assistant, and he points to Ral, who's just like clearly annoyed at being called anyone's assistant, but it's true. Um, my assistant and I have been working on a project to measure fluctuations, changes in the planar distribution of certain particles. And you can see immediately everyone's like, Jesus Christ, Niv, you fucking nerd. No one cares. And he sees that he's starting to like lose people right away. And he says, there is an alien presence that is threatening Ravnica. Enemies from without are threatening our world. We must do something to protect it. And there's like whispers amongst the, the you can see even, even the guild, like the guild leaders kind of are making faces like that's insane. Um, Vanifar uh, is one of them who is just like, this doesn't make sense. Uh, the Boros, I think at one point, uh, General Tajik like gets up and and like slams his gauntleted fist on his on his podium uh and says like stop wasting our time with fairy tales niv and then uh, uh aurelia this like fucking fire-winged angel like puts her hand on his shoulder like calm down dude it's okay like let's listen to my and they're like they're getting annoyed because basically niv mazette gets everybody together and says like yeah there are there are other planes and there are there are these creatures they're coming to ravnica to mess with us it's the equivalent of saying like aliens are threatening America like no one believes What's him Dovin doing um Dovin Ban you can make an insight check but do it with disadvantage because Dovin Ban is a difficult man to read I also am keeping my like Demir earpiece like up I'm paying <laughs> yeah special sure. attention to it yep. insight right okay yeah here we go oh my god okay I mean he's he's Dovin Ban he has one facial expression right. he just looks he looks slightly bored um, and he's, he's fidgeting with, we, I think we talked about him having like a little, like a device of some kind fidget that he's spinner, constantly, yeah. he's got his little extra planar fidget spinner. Um, but otherwise he's just listening and absorbing information. Uh, okay. Ral, Ral is already like pacing a little bit and like he's, he's a moment away from, I told you this wasn't going to work. Let's get out of here. Like this is pointless. Like you, you can see he's already kind of given up. Um, but there's all this, there's all this like sort of chatter and then, and then it calms down and uh, Niv says to the, uh, and I think Esperia is sort of helping Niv Mazette, right? She, she is the one that brings everyone to order. I think she says something like quiet and everybody kind of like, whoa, like backs down a little bit. And then Niv Mazette turns and says, thank you, Esperia. And he turns back to the crowd and, and, uh, and says, I know that this sounds insane to you and I know that you probably don't believe me which is going to make the next thing that i request of you even more difficult we have to set aside our differences and work together and there's some like mumbling and and you see Vra vraska sneers like fuck you work together my ass um and he he says there is there is someone who is not present in this meeting they're not here by design I chose to hold this time, I hold this meeting during a time when he would not be present in Ravnica. I speak, of course, of the Living Guild Pact. And everybody kind of like looks around like, what does Jace Bellerin have to do with anything? And uh, Niv Mazet says, 
the man we call Jace Bellerin, is in, in himself a dangerous threat, not by his action, but by his inaction. His inability to remain in Ravnica for any period of time hamstrings all of us, weakens the structures of the guilds. I have... And you can see him kind of take a breath like, he's confident, but he knows this is going to be the hardest thing to get through. He's like, my assistant and I have prepared a procedure, a protocol, which I believe will allow us to remove the status of Guild Pact from Jace Bellerin and imbue another suitable sentient with that power. And everybody's like, looking around like what but like you can see that they generally agree that jace being the guild pact hasn't been very helpful (laughs) right that he does tend to just go missing and like he hasn't really fulfilled all of the promise the original living guild pact situation should have done and and so you know there's some nervous looks and then you see vraska realize it first where she's like oh here we go i see what he's about to do and He says, to that end, I would like to volunteer myself for that burden. And immediately there's just like an uproar, right? Where like Tajik is like, see, it's just an opportunity for you to seize control. And uh, Vanifar shakes her head like, oh, Niv, come on. Like, you can't possibly mean it. And so just the whole thing like just is in an uproar. Even Asperia doesn't bang the gavel to be like, calm down, like hear him out. She turns to Dovin Ban and the two of them start talking and there's just there's just chaos in the room uh, as everybody is everybody is like shouting over one another. And Niv looks at Ral. Ral gives him a look like I fucking told you, boss, they're not going to do it. Uh, and it, it just things kind of like dissolve into into chaos right right at the beginning of the of the meeting. Um, Niv is trying to explain himself. He's like, please, you have to listen. There's there are things at play here that you couldn't possibly understand. We we've been working for for ages on this. You 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 the threat can any and no one is listening to him. Um, and I I think he turns to Asperia and says to her like, "Please, can you get them under control?" And she looks at him and she says, "I'm disappointed, Niv Mazette. This is transparent even for you." And he looks like hurt, like personally, like wounded by this. And he turns to Ral. And he, he shakes his head, his big sad dragon head, uh, and he uh, he says, quietly, but enough that, that I think we can hear it, he says, um, I'm sorry, old friend, you were right. Let's go. And uh, <laughs> Ral gives him a look like, well, buddy, you tried. And he gets up on, on Niv Mazet's shoulder, and uh, Niv turns to the, to the group, and they see that he's going to he's going to bail that he doesn't he realizes he can't win them over that he's giving up uh, on this uh he says um there's going to come a time soon when you're all going to regret this and i don't mean that to frighten you i just it's not too late i'm going back to my sanctuary if you change your mind please please come to me things are going to Things are going to get worse for Ravnica soon. And if that's what it takes to open your eyes, then so be it. And he, big flap of his mighty wings, 
the the air in the place kind of like tumbles. It's like a helicopter taking off and he and he he takes off and leaves. And when he leaves, it's an indication that like this summit is over. We have failed. And everybody starts to bail. Everybody leaves. Uh, People start disappearing. Vanifar turns to you, Rode, uh, and she says uh, amidst the sort of chaos of everybody leaving, she turns and says. Well, uh, he tried. Thank you for your help. Um, she kind of gives you a concerned look. And she says, um, stay safe. Excuse me. I, I have to return to my guild. And she, she turns to go. And very quickly, the room clears of servants. It clears of, of people. Tack, you have an opportunity to go out and, like, recover some dishes. And, like, you know, because they're like, all right, everybody, meeting didn't go exactly as planned. Let's get out of here. Um, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tack definitely goes under the um, guise of, like, a dishwasher, like, with the little bucket to just, like, slide stuff into, but is trying to keep Vraska in their sights. Yeah, so. Because, like, Vraska's not going to let an early ended meeting get in the way of whatever she had planned. So yeah, no one else seems to notice this because she's like, you know, Guildmaster junior grade. She just started. So everybody else is leaving. Uh, and as they do, we notice one at a time, they all go, but Vraska is just leaning against a pillar, just waiting, watching everybody leave. Uh, and slowly the, the room kind of like, dwindles until there's only two people left uh you can be like road you can you can hang around at the outside if you want tech you can too um so the last two people left are asperia supreme judge of the azorius uh and vraska and at this this moment asperia notices this and she turns she looks and she she sees vraska and uh and she says um why are you still here, Golgari? You have the right to leave. You're free to go. And Braska kind of like sits up. She's been like leaning against his pillar a while. And she cracks her back and she says, uh, See, Asperia, that's the thing. She takes a couple of steps forward. You Azorius senators, you Peruns, you think you control everybody around here? You think you can just come down into the Undercity, drag me up here for some stupid meeting just because what? You get to decide what the law is? And Asperia says, uh, the Senate has defended Ravnica from threats since long before you arrived, Golgari. And, uh, and Vraska says, uh, yeah, well, that's the last time you assholes kidnapped me. And she looks at Asperia, and for just a second, and Tack, you you have had it ingrained in you, like trained from the the moment you were adopted. Like there is a moment you will you will feel it if you are around. Be aware of this. If you're around a Gorgon, there is a moment where if you feel your the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, mm-hmm. you look away. Do not look. Uh, yeah, and so. You feel that there is a sudden tension in the air and you, you know, enough to like look away, uh, road. 
Oh, no. Can you? I need you to make. I need you to make a saving throw. Oh no! So okay. So road. This is yeah. just. It's just like uh, secondary effect. So it's not. It's not like she's turning her full power on you. But I need you to make a. Uh, let me see what it is for a a, a Medusa, and then uh, we'll we'll use that. Um, okay. Uh, here we go. Undercity Medusa. I think it's a wisdom save, but I'm not totally sure. That's the ideal gaze. thing for it to be. Uh, yeah. No, so it's if it's turned on you directly, it's a Constitution save. I'm gonna say it's a wisdom save to just get out of the blast radius. So yeah, make a make okay. a wisdom save. Hot oh, damn! I, okay. <laughs> hey. Okay. Perfect. Okay, you got a 22. Okay, so the two of you, we see home, that was a 22. She, so Vraska looks up at Asperia. Asperia locks eyes with her. We hear there's a be an audio cue, like a flashing sound or something. The two, we cut to the two of you, maybe split screen, like look away instinctively, and then uh, we hear, uh, we just hear the sound. We don't actually get to watch it happen, but we just hear the sound of high heels on stone. And the camera is focused on Vraska as she's walking towards the camera. There's a big gray object behind her. She walks past the camera. The focus pulls to Asperia, who is now extremely dead. Uh, she has been turned to stone uh, and has this sneer on her face like, how dare you speak to me that way? Turned to stone. The, the leader of the Azorius has just been assassinated by Vraska, who's just going to walk out of here and call it a day. And so, Tack, you and Rode see this. Uh, you, you see the statue. You see Asperia frozen in place. Uh, and uh, and I think the two of you see each other, like, across this enormous <laughs> hall. When you look back, there that's maybe that's the last shot, is Rode dressed in, like, a powder blue suit and Tack dressed like a, uh, like a, like a caterer. Yeah, like a yeah. dishwasher. And we see that the two of you see each other across the, uh, across the arena. Yeah. Uh, do you say anything or is there just a shot of like disbelief? I think because Tack knew that something was up and because like Vraska like was like, tell everyone it was me. I think what Road sees is Tack like looking at Asperia, looking at Road, and then just like dropping yeah. everything and running the fuck out. I think I think like the road's like, get out. I think <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I almost, I almost think, I almost want there to be a moment where Vraska walks like past Tack and like looks over and sees you in the shadows and just winks at you like, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> like, remember we, remember that talk we had? God, I love her. <laughs> yeah, she's my favorite. Uh, cool. All right, my so, wife. Yeah, so we'll we'll fade out. We'll fade out on that. Um, this was the this was the big the big meta moment. I needed to to. Flip the hinge on. So now things have entered sort of the second phase. Kaya is in charge of the Orzhov. Speria is dead, which means Dovin Ban is going to be in charge of the Azorius now. Uh, there's a lot of things that are shifting because of this. And I love, I love that Torgor, you're getting closer to Rakdos because Rakdos plays a big part in the next sort of act, which is mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, good episode, everybody. Uh, thanks for thanks for coming. Winnegar is going to have lots to catch up on when we start the next episode. Uh, when Carlos gets back, we're going to rewind a little bit and we'll play out this day. But from the from the perspective of the is it league. So we'll probably run into Ral, maybe Niv Mazette. We'll see how the is it are preparing for this meeting. Maybe we'll learn a little bit about Project Lightning Bug. So mm -hmm. I hope that you will be able to come back and check that out. Uh, in the meantime, I will let uh, I'll let my friends here tell you uh, where um, where you can find them.
Uh, TK, do you want to start first so you can get it out of the way and then yeah, lie down? Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> um, goodbye forever. I'm dead. Um, it's me. It's TK. I write spooky stories. I put them on the internet. If you like spooky stories, then you can read them at my website, tkjwrites.com, or you can follow me on Twitter, TK Joins the Fray. Follow me on Instagram if you want to see sweaty pictures of me from the gym or pictures <laughs> of my cat, whatever. I don't care. I'm not your dad. I won't tell you what to do. Um, Tales from Mists is coming back uh, February 14th. Yeah. In the meantime, you can play our choose your own nightmare, uh, pole adventure game that we've got going on. Um, just like last season, all results of the pole adventure game are canon for season three. So you have the ability to affect the world around the, uh, game that I play on Fridays that I forgot tales from the mists. <laughs> nice i like i <laughs> like that too That's there there are saying. there are a lot of different ways to incorporate uh like fan feedback into an rpg some yeah. of them i'm like i would never do that others i'm like oh that's interesting so it's cool seeing when people do those neat things yeah they're really fun Thank cool you. uh up above tk over here it's masood masood do the thing you're we can't. I mean, we could try I'm to muted. read your lips, but uh, now I, I said I could do that. I'll do it, and that was muted. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Masood. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Marudboy. M A H R U D E B O I. Um, I'm just gonna be posting stuff about my comedy, about my cat, um, just good content. Gonna be posting a lot more about uh, tabletop role playing game stuff that I'm doing. Like, you know, you can catch me here um, from on Wednesday mornings, uh, nine to noon Pacific time. It's eleven to two in Chicago. I had to say it once. Um, and you can also find me on Monday nights, uh, with this untitled Zweihander project that's going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that reminds you, did you get a chance to weigh in? We've been workshopping some titles on the discord. So go, go make sure you go check that out. Cause everybody's, yes. we put in some suggestions. Yeah. I want to have a, I want to have a title for it soon. <laughs> I'm very excited. And also guys tune in and find out what the title is this Monday. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Nice. Um, but yeah, other things that I might be doing is I'm going to try and Saturday night, go to this comedy D and D thing happening. Because uh, that looks and sounds amazing. Yes, I would also go to that if Chicago wasn't so far away. One of these <laughs> days, I'm just going to, I have to just move to Chicago because apparently all my friends live there now. So <laughs> that's cool. I will tell you <laughs> it's this, working. it's a little overrated. I think Vancouver is a better city. Um, okay. I do love Vancouver, though. Mm -hmm. Freaking whatever. Uh, over over on that side, speaking of Dungeons & Dragons events, uh, Katie May, do the thing. Hi, I'm Katie May. You can find me at Twitter at OKKatieMay. You can uh, come help me raise money for a very great charity, Girl Forward, this Saturday, twitch.tv slash comedy and D. If you want to see me DM, uh, KM the DM, I'm called very mean, but that's up into uh, interpretation. <laughs> you can <laughs> catch Dungeons Dice and everything nice, or I lead a bunch of my uh, Chicago comedy friends through a dear adventure. You can also catch us at C2E2. We perform for a sold out crowd every year. It's a lot of fun. Last year it was puppets. <laughs> The year before that, it was Guy Fieri. Who knows what this year is? <laughs> we'll, we'll decide eventually. Um, but yes, those are those are all my projects. So come check one of them out. My my ideal goal for for this show, if we got to do like a live thing with the show, would be to do it, but not at a D and D event, but at some kind of like big deal magic event. Just be like, yeah. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna do this live D and D show about how bad Jace Billerin is, and it's gonna be we're gonna do it in front of a bunch of people who don't really know anything about D and D, but they know everything about magic. It'll be great. Yes. So yeah, this is where this is 
If we have any, if, 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 we debut our magic cards. Yeah, if we our have anybody debuted at the same time, anybody who can hook us up, that would be sick. If there's a magic yes. event that you want to fly us to to do like a cool live show, uh, one of the Grand Prix, maybe. I hear they have them all over the world, so you know we're open to that. Uh, yeah. Also, also, if we could get some some magic cards, even if it's in like an unofficial set, that would be super sick. I would, I would love that. I would, I would die happy with that. Yeah. I'd love to see a, a road, a Torgor, an attack card. We've yeah. earned it. I think I so, say. too. I think so, too. <laughs> I had to learn all the names of all of these things. I've <laughs> <laughs> earned it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, uh, thanks for coming, everybody. This has been uh, an episode of J. Speller and Must Die. Uh, I do owe you experience points, so let's do that before I give my final farewell. Did we learn something about Jace Bellerin, his conspirators or servants? I say yes, because I think that we learned that other people are way more aware of Jace Bellerin than we thought they were. Mm -hmm. And also, we don't know Vraska is a conspirator, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. Well, I think like the big thing that we figured out is that like Niv Mazet's trying to do this whole thing, but we know yes. that a planeswalker is literally right under. Yeah, him. I'm gonna say like the. Yeah, the well, this is this is the danger is that Niv Mazet and Ral definitely know about planeswalkers, but it seems like they're like Niv Niv and Ral aren't even on the same page because yes. Niv Mazet is like yep, we got to get rid of we got to yep. get rid of Jace. And Ral is like, yeah, boss, we got to get rid of Jace, who I am having secret sure meetings do. with. Yeah. Oh, so that's what we found Is that like that's a what like, we found out. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we uh -huh. learned that even Ral's though. Ral's a double agent. Yes. Even though, even though Niv Mazet is in charge of the Is It League, we've learned that Ral is undermining him and that Project Lightning yeah. is something else. Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. All right. Yes. Everybody experienced for that. Uh, did anybody express a unique aspect of class, race, or background? Uh, as separated from guild, I think yeah. As separated from guild. separate from guild. Road, yeah, your race separate. came up several times and mm -hmm. both helped you and hindered you in terms of like social connections with other characters. So, yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna say yes for class just because of the warlock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's a new thing that yeah, we a thing we've introduced. Yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Torgor, obviously, did you express your connection to your guild in a meaningful way? Torgor for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Road uh, also in this case because you. You were drawn to the the prime speaker, right? Yeah. That you were like, I, I still want to connect with other Simic. Yeah. I wonder well, if also Demir, but there's... also Azorius. Yeah, right. How many guilds can Rose? I was called to happen? three guilds this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, the points don't stack. It's... There's gotta be there's gotta be some kind of like support group for non-Simic hybrids, right? Either ones that left the guild or yeah. got kicked out and were like Sometimes I just want to like lay around with my friends in a kiddie pool of like slightly salinated water uh, and uh, talk about what it means Aww, to be part crab. <laughs> That'd be so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my gosh. Okay, cool. And then lastly, did your alignment complicate your character's life in an interesting way? Uh, I would no. say yes for Torgor agreeing to be the director, writer, and actor in a show <laughs> that if it goes poorly, yes. everyone will die, but... Torgor will triple die. Uh, yes. Yeah. You will, know what? I think that's reasonable for Rakdos. I think you can triple die if it's Rakdos. Rakdos can probably make Oh my god. In, in the Rakdos cult, if you die on stage, you die in real life. <laughs> 
I hate this and I hate you. <laughs> well, what's great about that is that the episode's over, so you don't have to put up with me anymore. You are so until next week. So thank you oh, for coming, yeah. everybody, and for, for putting up with our various bullshit. Uh it has been a blast. Uh I am uh, I am every week uh just pleased as punch to get to do this. If you want to check out any of the other cool stuff that we do, go to Roll20 on YouTube. There are several Dungeons and Dragons and other role-playing game series over there. Uh, or check out the individual projects that all these cool folks are doing. We will be back next time, uh, hopefully with our Carlos, and we will pick up where we left off uh, in the ongoing drama of Jay Speller and Must Die, and maybe maybe you can get a dragon on your side. We'll see. And talk about the circle. That's right, and talk about yes. the circle. That's right. So It ended last week. If, I've, I've got thoughts. If that's, if that's no. what you want, I guess you could come back for that too. Thanks maybe for coming, I'll everybody. Maybe I'll die beforehand. We'll see you next Bye. time, unless he dies. Bye. Bye.